0: Welcome to the Visualize You show. I'm your host Beth Hewitt and each week on the show we'll talk about how you can live, love and visualize the life and business of your dreams. I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already so that you can learn the practical skills that will help you to do the same. Let me help you to recognize your self-worth, honor your skills and become confident being who you're always supposed to be. Now let's get on with the show you're listening to the very best of the visualize you show to celebrate my second year of podcasting i'm counting down the top 30 episodes celebrating my amazing guests and just how much fun i've had over the last two years at number 14 is a guest expert episode with my friend, Jesse Benson, called How to Find Your Passion and Make It Your Career. Welcome to the Visualize You podcast. I'm your host, Beth Hewitt. I'm a spiritual performance coach helping you go from unfulfilled to passionately living your purpose. You'll learn how to create a crystal clear vision for your life so that you can change direction with confidence and have a career or start a business that is more in alignment with your true soul's calling. Each week on the show, I'll talk about topics such as the art of visualization, scripting, manifesting, and the law of attraction. And I'll bring you interviews with inspirational people who have taken that path already, so you can learn the practical skills that will help you do the same. Welcome everybody to the Visualize You show. So I'm here today with Jesse Benson. Jessie is a part life coach, part artist and part homesteader and a full-time life enjoyer. In 2014, Jessie found her brave and left life in the hospital as a physician to follow her dreams and now as a certified life coach, Jessie helps women find their brave so that they can live a life they truly love. The Brave is Beautiful Circle is Jessie's year-long coaching program, helping women find their brave. She helps guide and support women as they develop their mastery via her signature 10 Habits of the Brave Woman. It's such a privilege to have you here today, Jesse. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Beth. I'm very excited to be here.
0: So I'd like to start the conversation really around your journey. Tell us a little bit about you, where you started out, and how you came to be doing what you do today.
1: So as you mentioned, I was a physician. I was actually an anesthesiologist and an ICU doctor for almost 10 years. And I realized about halfway through that is not where I belonged. And with that, I realized how I got there. And that was chasing approval and achievement. And so year after year, I just sought the next A, the next achievement, the next award, and it ended up in medicine. And once I realized that path wasn't ending in happiness, I realized I needed to figure out what would. And for Mm -hmm. me, that is becoming a life coach and a professional artist. And so I realized that, gave a six month notice at the hospital, paid off my quarter million dollar med school debt. It's very oh expensive. To wow. Yes, yes. It took almost 10 years and gave my notice and I was free. It's been amazing. So what led you to make that transition? What made you make that pivot at that, at that specific time in your life? It was really the awareness that I wasn't doing something I loved. Although it's wonderful to help people, but it was very stressful. And I realized I wasn't doing something that I loved. I was doing something that adults in my life had led me to by telling me that's what a smart person does. Mm -hmm. A smart person becomes a doctor. And I remember even in high school, I wanted to be a professional photographer. And I remember telling my guidance counselor, I want to go to art school. And being a straight A student, my guidance counselor said, you'll be wasting your life. And so I listened because I cared so much about what people thought about me that I went against my own heart and I did what the adults said at the time. And that yeah. was over twenty years ago. Yeah. And, and so many
0: of us do that, don't we, when we're in school, we don't really know where we're heading. We don't really know what it is that we want to do, but we listen to these adults that are in our life who we, we feel ahead of us and they know what they're talking about. But sometimes What we're not taught is to listen to that inner voice inside of us. And actually, what is that telling us? So I was actually going to come on to this later on. I read somewhere on your site about you working with high schoolers university uh, students so is
1: that part of the reason why you do that what kind of work do you do with them yes so one really cool thing is I came full circle and started teaching at the college that I went to which is so neat to get my I had my same like member number student number from over 20 years ago was my employee number it was so cool and so I taught mostly freshmen and I taught them how to acclimate to college life so how to study how to figure out what they wanted to be in college, what they wanted to major in, and then also the skills to how to navigate becoming um, autonomous, to to that that Mm -hmm. skill from leaving the family home, because all the freshmen live on campus, to how to navigate everything from conflict resolution good habits, good self-care, which was so fun to teach them because it's the first time they've been out of their parents' home and they really are on their own and they need to learn those, those skills. And the other thing I taught at college is leadership. And that was really cool because I got to help the students figure out their own unique leadership style. Instead of teaching them, this is how you be a leader, right. I, I taught them to, to look inward and find out what kind of leader they naturally were. And then with high school, which is something I'm just starting to do this semester, I'm teaching my book, Journey to You, and it's a self-discovery course. And so I'm teaching middle and high schoolers, like grades 7 through 12, to figure out more about who they are and what they love so they can use that on their journey. So just for our non-US listeners,
0: so freshman, is that university age? Yes. Yep. Uh, It's
1: university and it's
0: the first year of university. Okay. So that really pivotal part of kind of adult next steps, which is so important, isn't it, on that journey? Okay. That's really cool. That's such an amazing thing to give back. And do you think that came out of the experience that you had when you were young
1: and getting that advice? Absolutely. And I just had that insight when you were recounting it back to me that I'm the opposite of that guidance counselor that said, you, who I'm sure was well-meaning, who said, you will be wasting your life if you become a photographer, you need to go to medical school. Now I'm the opposite voice. I'm the, what do you really love? What are you drawn to, to find that balance between what they love and also practical so that yes, they can support themselves, but they're also doing it by following something that they truly love. So you were a physician, how did you find the thing that you
0: were supposed to do? So you talked about like your paintings, how did you find that painting and was going to be your thing as well as life
1: coaching? Yes, which are two things I love so much. So how I came into art, I had loved art my whole life, but I was a perfectionist and I was so afraid to fail that I would not try making art because I thought that it wouldn't be good enough. And I thought that it would get rejected if people saw it. So in about 2010, when I finally worked through that perfectionism, the world opened up to me. And I tried every kind of art that I could. I tried all kinds of music. I became a cellist and how I- oh, So you I was didn't play cello before this time? No, I became a cellist in my thirties. No, I wouldn't try anything. I wouldn't try sports. I literally only did school and then my job. That was it. didn't want to do anything. So I was so afraid to fail. And so when I started my art journey, I tried all the different styles of art. I tried like all the different tools. I tried acrylic and oil painting. And then I got to what I do now because I saw an artist at an art show who made art out of beeswax. And I didn't know what it was and she explained it to me. So I went and bought all the supplies and started making it. And I loved it. I loved working with the beeswax. And then in 2013, the inspiration for my original technique came to me where I actually draw into the wax with a fine tipped metal tool and oil paint it. And I call them my beeswax and oil paints. And that's what I've been making and selling since.
0: Wow. So complete transition. So you really leaned into that. So were you
1: still working at this, this point in time? Yes. I I started making art in around 2011, and then I left medicine in 14. And one of the reasons why I left medicine was because I didn't have time to do these new things I was falling in love with. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to leave my cello. I didn't want to leave my art studio and go work 60 hours and work weekends and unpredictable nights. I just wanted to be home doing the things I love. And so that's when I realized I really needed to leave medicine. And that's when I found life coaching. I read an article about. About the career I didn't know about it and I realized I was already a life coach for the people in my life I just wasn't doing it professionally uh-huh. and so I signed up for school and that and then gave my notice. So were you
0: making income at all so you did you completely finish and then just started next day or did
1: you transition into it? I gave my notice July uh-huh. 4th weekend. And then I started coaching school in November. And my last shift in the hospital was Christmas night, I brought my cello and played cello for the patients and the employees. It was really fun. Yeah. So I just, that was my last night being a physician. And then in 15, that's when life was getting so cool. I went to India on a meditation because I also became a yoga meditation teacher. So 15, my first post-medicine year, I went to India on a meditation trip. Then I started yoga teacher training, meditation teacher training, and continued my life coach school. So 15 was a big year of new trainings for me. Uh And then in October, I left on an eight-month RV trip of the U.S., hiking in all the parks. So it it went from working in the hospital, like 60 hours a week to this incredible life of exploration. And it hasn't stopped since. There must have been some mindset shift going on. Yes. Because you can't,
0: most people couldn't just, right, I'm going to have my notice in tomorrow and then I'm going to go do this.
1: So there must have been something. Can you talk us a little bit about how that happened? Absolutely. For me, I had the formula in my brain that my, that my value, my innate value as a being, as a human mm-hmm. was completely dependent on how much I could succeed. And for me, that meant succeeding academically and professionally. Right. And as long as I had that belief, I was never going to stop this path of achievement And so through reading books like Eckhart Tolle and some other authors, I really realized that's not where my value comes from. I read some self-esteem books, personal growth books, and I, I broke that equation. I realized that my value is not dependent on how well I can do things. My value just is. I just am a human I have value because I'm alive, because all humans have value. I didn't think that about other people. I only thought it about me, that I have to be good, do well to be good. And once I broke that equation in my brain through a lot of reading of books, then the world was open to me. Then I could pursue what I loved instead of what I thought that I would strictly be good at. So that took time. It took, it was several years of reading books and several years of challenging that belief before it finally broke in my mindset. And I had to keep reminding myself, it wasn't just overnight. Mm -hmm. Early on, when I would start to get in that self-judgment mindset and and start to believe I'm not doing this perfectly, so I'm therefore not good, which would put me in a state of fear and not wanting to try anything. I had to remind myself that's not true. I, I have value strictly because I do. Everyone does. And so that's how it happened. Over that journey then of that period of time, can you
0: identify some of the life lessons or one main life lesson that you would feel really shone out
1: for you during that period? A major lesson is that life is meant to be enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I didn't even, I didn't even have that as an expectation in my life that it's this beautiful thing to be enjoyed. And without that, life wasn't fun. It it wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't excited to wake up. And once I realized life is a playground, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. And once I changed my mindset to that, life just became every day is beautiful. Whatever I'm doing, it doesn't matter. I'm doing the dishes. I'm sweeping the floor. I'm making art. I'm talking with you. It's all beautiful. So that lesson that life is to be enjoyed, it really reframed every choice I made.
0: And so now do you
1: ha- is there a balance between your life coaching and, uh, and your artwork? Yes, I I do both. And so the predominance of it's maybe it's maybe 25% art these days and 75% coaching, it will waver which one if art is just a little bit more like, for instance, I have a show coming up. And so I'm spending more time on my art getting all those pieces ready for the show. But in general, it's probably 25 art 75 coaching because I make my art and I sell most of it in galleries. So I make it get it to the gallery. And then they take care of it from that point. Going
0: on yeah hey listener how would you like to spend a whole 30 days with me learning how to bring more positivity into your life in the 30-day gratitude journey experience you remember who you are you recognize your superpowers identify your zone of genius and create a vision for your life and business that you'll be so excited to make a reality to find out more head to bethhewitt.com forward slash gratitude Anybody who's maybe thinking about being an artist or starting off on that journey, would the galleries be the the way to go or do you have any e-commerce stores? How do you promote your artwork?
1: You can absolutely do both. So what I very first recommend is making some pieces and then um, putting them in a few shows, like one or two pieces. So if in your community, there's a community art center or there's a school that's giving an opportunity for people to hang their work, start small, just hang it. Just to get used to, the idea of of showing your art publicly. And then once you feel comfortable with that, you can start selling it online. I sell mine on my website. Other people have an Etsy shop, for instance. And then as far as galleries, read about that online because in general, galleries do not like it for people just to bring their work in (laughs) and just say, (laughs) Because they're busy. It's like their job. So I recommend researching. If, you, if there's a gallery you think you want to be in, research the gallery, see what's their process for right. for considering new artists. Yeah.
0: With your artwork and your life coaching, do, do you have clients that overlap in
1: both areas? Yes. Okay. I, I do sometimes attract creatives. like oh. Folks, I, I'm very... Recently was coaching an author who was in writer's block and helping her through that. And I'm coaching another author who has finished her book and she's, she's in the stage of getting it ready to go out into the world. And another client who just wants to, who is afraid like I was to try art. And so I'm coaching her into exploring art. So yes, absolutely I do attract clients who art is a part of their life, a part of their journey. But a lot of them it's not. A lot of them it's they're not they don't consider themselves artists and I we work on other things like their job or their relationship. And Mm -hmm. so do you feel like there's been something
0: that's been calling you and how that links from being in a very different career to what you are now, were the things that link those two
1: journeys together? So what I realized that I am becoming the like the person that the person I wish I had in my life. I I realized that maybe six months ago, I thought, wow, like that person that I always wished I had that encouraged me, that believed in me, that liked me just the way I was, I'm becoming that person. And I am sharing that as a coach. And so in my, in, in my coaching, that's what I do for people. And that is because that's what I wanted. That was the thing I wanted was for someone to, support me and guide me to be who I was meant to be, Uh not Uh to be who they thought I should be. So yes, those breadcrumbs were the desire in me to have that person.
0: And then we all have our skills and experiences that we amass over the journey of our careers. And one of the things I'm really wanting to Help our listeners here is in themselves is that we all have these experiences, and we, we should be proud to shout about those, so I like to call them kind of superpowers, but is there something that you'd be willing to blow your trumpet a little bit and, and share with us in terms of what you think your superpowers are
1: Absolutely, my superpower is listening mm-hmm. I surprisingly, I just love listening. I love listening to people, and when I listen. I'm nowhere else. And I realized recently that I listen because I truly want to understand them. And then by understanding them, I help them understand themselves. I'm not trying to help them understand themselves. I'm trying to understand them. And just by the questions I ask, they develop a deeper understanding of themselves as they get to know themselves better through me getting to know them. So that is definitely one of my superpowers. And think another superpower is my ability to enjoy life to just go all at it just whether no matter what I'm doing I was paddling yesterday and swimming and I just let everything go and I was there and then when I'm here with you everything is gone and it's just you and me so to really be able to be present so that I can really enjoy life. So as you were going through with trying out all these different techniques and arts and finding
0: your music do do you still approach life in that way or has that kind of slowed down a little bit are you still picking up brand new things all the time or do you think that will ever go away <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, I still am. I, I don't think it's not at the speed that it was when my perfection, I broke free from perfectionism and I was just like any instrument, any piece of art. I just want it all. I was very much in an intense phase of exploration at that time. Now I still love, I love to learn. So for instance, right now it's the kitchen, being in the kitchen. I love to cook. I have a garden. I cook from my garden and I love to bake. And so I've been exploring pizza. And so I have four different pizza dough recipes I've been making and fine-tuning each one. And so I absolutely love exploring and learning. And I don't think that's ever going to go away. No matter what is happening in my life, I'm always going to want to be growing. So yes, it is still there in a very big way.
0: Yeah. And so in your bio you talk about part homesteader is that part of that then what does that mean tell
1: our listeners what that means yes oh my gosh I love homesteading so homesteading is essentially the desire and the intention to try to do as much for yourself as you can and I actually call myself a hybrid homesteader because I still go to the grocery store and get things I still order things online as opposed to like fully cooking my own growing and cooking my own food, but I built my own house. So my cousin is a builder wow. and he, I designed my own home and he led the whole project. He's a contractor, but I helped I just did so much labor. Like when I say help, I mean labor, like digging ditches, staining the siding on the house, putting up, raising the walls, putting up the roof, like really yes, I had and I didn't know how to do any of this. So that's another thing I learned. I learned building code. I learned what are the rules for how to build a house. And I learned those. And I got my permit for my house. And so homesteading is basically doing as much for you can as yourself as you can. And it's different for everybody. Someone in an apartment, it can be growing plants on your, you know, patio. It, yeah. it, but for me it's house building, growing and baking.
0: I love that. I never knew that was a thing. I shall have to find out more about that. (laughs) So as entrepreneurs, we all have a platform of choice or a particular strategy that will help us to share who we are and our messages with the world. Is there something that's really working for you right now in terms of growing your business that you could share with our listeners?
1: Mm -hmm. Definitely. I follow the philosophy of sharing value. So I do a lot, for instance, that um, teaching that I'm doing at the school, the high school right now that's starting soon, that's volunteer work. And I do that because they, it's a nonprofit school and a private school and they need help. And so I do a lot of sharing my skills, my coaching skills. And from that, I grow. And then from that, I connect with people who would like to take it to a different level and work with me on a different level. So I definitely follow that model of sharing what I have to offer. And the other thing that I do is I've really connected with this idea of the brave woman and really everything that I am and that I've gone through my journey has culminated in the bravest beautiful circle that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. And so it's really cool to bring it all together into one place. For my whole life to come, all my gifts, all my offerings into one place. And so that's the other thing I'm doing is bringing all the areas, bringing the art in, bringing the baking in, bringing the homesteading in, bringing in all into this program to inspire other women to find their brave and to build their dream life. So t- just tell us more about that circle then so what can somebody expect to get out of that program what does oh that look God. like for them? <laughs> <laughs> it is so cool I, I like i designed the program like 10 i mentioned 10 years ago when i was reading books and trying to figure out how to break free from perfectionism and fear of failure and this is the program that would have fast forwarded me to, to that yeah. and taught me that it's to have fun. And so what it is, it's a one-year program for women and it's a small program. I I will enroll 10 women at a time, four times throughout the year. And in that, I will teach the 10 habits of a brave woman that that you mentioned. So I will teach like, for instance, one of them is brave boundaries. A brave woman says no when she wants to. So I'll do a lot of work on why we say yes when we really wanna say no. And the skill of how to start saying no in a loving way, but in yeah. a firm way. So I teach those 10 habits, on, uh, how to show up authentically in a relationship, like a brave relationships. And I do that with lessons every week in, in a um, one-to-one coaching and a lot of group coaching. So the whole, the whole group of women work together to support each other. So they're not just getting support from me. They're becoming yeah. a part of this community of women that yeah. all want to find their brave. And just being able to
0: say no is so empowering, isn't it? We, we, I think as women especially, we, we tend to say yes a lot when really we should be honoring our boundaries and, and
1: supporting ourselves. Absolutely. And because we're afraid to lose relationships, mm-hmm. we're afraid to lose approval. And there is a way to find that balance where we can still be authentic and still have high quality relationships. And I help women find that balance. What's next for you then?
0: You've obviously taught you've got your art, you've got your life coaching, you've got your course. What do you visualize for yourself in the future?
1: So I definitely want to grow the Bravest Beautiful Circle. That's a new project, and the first enrollment is October and the first circle will start November. So that's that has a lot of my focus right now. Mm -hmm. And then another thing is to just keep fine-tuning my own work to keep being that person who follows her brave, who isn't afraid to expand her comfort zone, to keep living the, the teaching. So that's what I want to do is to just keep on growing on my own journey so I have more to share with the people I work with. I, I
0: often find that actually when we learn something and then when we are vulnerable enough to share that and teach that to somebody else, I feel those authentic connections come a lot easier because people can really resonate with that. So it's really nice to hear that's something that you approach as well in the work that you do.
1: Yes, I've been there. Like I have been there. I've been that person who says yes, when no part of me wanted to say yes. And I know why I did it. And so I've been the person who didn't take care of myself that sacrificed my health for my job for the approval of my employers. And yes, I've been there. I've walked out. I've made all the mistakes. (laughs) I've done it. And and I just love helping others just rise to the person that they're capable of being. Is there anything that you would want the listeners today to take
0: away? Anything that you you feel would resonate with them?
1: Yes. That this life is so short and so beautiful to really be yourself. Mm -hmm. Life is to be enjoyed and we can enjoy it best when we are truly who we are and do what we love with the people we love, where we love and start today, start today because life goes by so quickly and it's so much better when you're you. And have lots of fun like you did. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's way more fun when you're you. (laughs) Definitely.
0: Thank you so much for being on the show today. I, I'm sure our listeners have, have learned so much from your inspiring
1: story. Where can people find out more about you and the work that you do? Mm-hmm. Just in general, they can go to my name, jessiebenson.com, find out about my coaching. And then the circle, they can go to www.braveisbeautifulcircle.com. And my art, Jesse Benson, fine art.
0: Lovely. And I'll put all those links in the show notes for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Beth. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening to the Visualize You Show. If you enjoyed this episode, then why not subscribe wherever you get your podcasts? And if you would like to be with a chance to win 12 months access to the Visualize and Thrive Business Club lounge, then simply tag me and the show anywhere you like on your social media. Simply use the hashtag Visualize You show and If you catch my eye, then you could be sitting in the lounge next month. So until next time, remember to visualize
1: you.